Good morning, St. Paul. Good morning, family and friends. Welcome to St. Paul Online this morning. If you're watching with us this morning from Facebook, YouTube, or engaging with us on our live chat stream found on the church website, welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage with you online this morning. We want to invite you to share your experience with others. So if you're watching on Facebook, share your personal timeline without starting a separate chat stream or a separate watch party. We want to make sure that we all stay on the same chat stream. You can also tag those whom you want to invite within the post. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to our channel and then text the link to this worship service to your personal network. And if you're in the chat room on our church website, click on the invite button on the chat window and share your experience with others. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. If you know that you might not be where you want to be, but you're not where you could be or should be, that God brought you out of your yesterday into today. If you know that there is a redemption waiting for you, give God the praise that God richly and rightly deserves. Put your holy hands together and join the choir for our opening hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord. Holy, holy. 
Please join me for the reading of the word. Our reading this morning is from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. That's 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. And it reads as thus. Come to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by humanity, but chosen by God and precious you also. A living stone are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priest to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes in him will not be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders reject has become the chief cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim and praise his name, who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not his people, but are now his people, the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
your praise, and that is your prayer this morning. Give God praise for the mighty name of Jesus. We bless him this morning. We bless him with all of our soul, all of our soul. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning and welcome uh, to all of you. I see many of you on Zoom uh, this morning right here in front of me. I see Cheris. Hey, Cheris. Hey, what up, girl? And I see many of you, and it's good to see everybody this morning. Um, my name is Reverend Peyton C., and I am the children and youth pastor here at St. Paul. Uh, this is the part of our service that is called the Impact Moment. Um, this is where I get to talk to the kids and the kids at heart uh, for just a little bit. And so we call it the Impact Moment because we believe that all of our kids um, can make an impact for Jesus in their communities and in everywhere they go. And so before I begin, um, if you haven't already, I want to go ahead and encourage you, um, parents and kids, if you're on Facebook, to go ahead and go like our St. Paul Facebook page, because that's where you'll get a lot of our announcements and updates on things and a lot of inspirational posts that I might throw out there as well. And then please also follow our Instagram page if you have that, and you can follow us at um, impact underscore 1401. And so I really encourage you to do that. Um, that'll be a great way for us to interact um, and during the week um, through all this craziness. Um, now, with that being said, I also want to tell you guys, too, that um, for the kids that are on here, uh, Sunday school starts at 2 p.m. today. Um, I've, been, I've been encouraged by Reverend Richardson to tell you guys that it's, it's at 2 p.m., new time, new time today, all right? 2 p.m. we start today. So I look forward to seeing many of you there. This morning, uh, I want us to begin talking about a topic uh, that will be our introduction to how God desires and wants a relationship with us and how that's always been his desire since the very beginning. The title of this morning's message is called Hide and Seek. It's called Hide and Seek. Our memory verse today comes from Genesis chapter 3, verse 9. Chapter 3, verse 9, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation, which says this. Uh, then the Lord God called to the man, and the Lord God called to the man and said, where are you? Where are you? Lastly, guys, our bottom line for the main point today, uh, the main point for uh, today's message is this. God wants to be with us. God wants to be with us. When I was little, uh, my four cousins, uh, Liam, Mari, Maddie, and Olivia, they would all come over to my house after school. So it was a pretty packed house that we had. It was either during the summer or after school they would come over because their mom worked at a hair salon during the week. Now, when they came over, we would love to play games together. We played games like Mario Kart on the Wii. We played Candyland. We played checkers. We p did pretend school even. And then we rode our bikes also too um, around the subdivision. But one of our favorite games to play was going outside and playing hide and seek. Each one of us would take turns counting to 10 or counting to 30, and the rest of us would go hide somewhere in the front yard or the backyard of the house. Now, if you've ever played hide and seek, then you know that when you play hide and seek, the person's goal who is counting is to count to a certain number that everybody discusses before the game starts. They count to that number while everyone else finds the best hiding spot that they can find. When the person who's counting finishes, we're going to call them the seeker because they do the seeking. The seeker will search everywhere to find the other players. Whatever it takes, they want the other players to be found. 
Now, while the seeker's goal is to go find the other players, the other player's goal is to hide in their best hiding spot. It's to stay hidden so where the seeker can't find them. They want to be so well hidden that the seeker has to try his or hers best to find them. Now, when I think about hide and seek, I, I love to think about how this game can apply to our relationship with God. Most of the time when I do something wrong or I do something where I feel like God is going to be really disappointed in me, my first thought is to go run and hide. I don't want to talk to God when I feel sad or ashamed or guilty for something that I've done. That's the last thing that we want to do, right? That's the last thing we want to do is to make God angry or upset with us. And because we think he's going to be overly mad at us, we go and hide and we don't talk to him and spend time with him for a while because we don't want to face what we've done. Yet, if we are the ones that try to hide, I want to tell you this morning, if we're the ones that try to hide, then that makes God the seeker. That makes God the one that has to do the seeking, and he does. He doesn't want us to be alone, and he doesn't want us to feel so shameful that we don't spend time with him. God loves us, and he searches for our hearts. He's longing for us to love him and to be in relationship with him, and he'll do whatever it takes to find us. And so again, guys, our bottom line is God wants to be with us. Now let's look at our memory verse again from earlier because I want to talk about this, how God is our seeker. Genesis chapter 3 verse 9 from the New Living Translation again says this, Then the Lord God called to the man and asked, Where are you? Where are you? Our memory verse from Genesis, guys, takes place right after the creation of the world. This is at the very beginning of the Bible. When God created humans, he named the first man Adam, and he named his wife Eve. After God created them, he created the Garden of Eden, which was their place, their home, where they could live together, eat fruit from the trees, and be in God's presence forever. God was in perfect relationship with him, and the Bible tells us that God even walked in the garden with them, guys. That's how close they were to God. However, some of you know how the rest of the story goes. There was one tree that Adam and Eve couldn't eat from. There was one that they couldn't take fruit from and eat it. Now, why God didn't want them to eat it isn't as important as the fact that before the snake tempted Adam and Eve and they took fruit and ate it, there was no sin in the world. There was nothing to separate Adam and Eve from God. However, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they went against his commands for them by eating fruit from that tree. And guys, the Bible tells us, this story tells us that they felt a lot of shame. They felt what sin does to us and our relationship with God. It made them want to go run and hide because they were afraid of facing how much they thought God would be disappointed in them. They didn't think God loved them anymore. But guys, I want to tell you, they couldn't be more wrong. They couldn't be more wrong that God didn't love them anymore because the first action that God takes when Adam and Eve disobeyed him, and don't miss this, the first action that God takes is he walks through the garden searching for them. Isn't that awesome and beautiful that when we feel ashamed for our sins and our mistakes and are saddened by what we've done to go against God or to break one of his commands, he still searches for us and calls out to us like he does to Adam. God called out to Adam and Eve asking, where are you? Where are you? 
And he does the same for us. When we have strayed away from God in our sin and we've maybe stopped spending time with God in prayer, scripture, or in worship, or even at church, the last thing that God is going to do is to throw it in our face. God isn't mad at you. It doesn't mean that, again, it doesn't mean that there won't be any consequences, that there won't be any, any things that we face for our mistakes or our sins. Adam and Eve had to leave the beautiful garden that they called home and that they had the privilege of living in because they disobeyed God. But instead, what I want you guys to know is that God loves us so much, nothing we do can take his love away from us. God wants to be with us. There's no sin, there's no mistake that is too big to hurt God's love for his children. When when we want to hide our faces from God, and he calls out to us. He wants us to know that we are loved and that we can bring our sins to him in prayer. Why do you guys think God sent Jesus down to earth? Man, I'm here to tell you this morning, it's because God has always been about looking for us. And that means a lot to me even now as I hope it does to you. Please bow your heads with me in prayer as we close this impact moment. Dear God, I come before you right now and I thank you so much, Lord, for this moment, this time with our kids. God, I pray, Lord, that you have reminded them so much this morning that you love them and that nothing that they do can take your love away from them. From the very beginning of time, God, you've always been about a relationship with us. And I thank you for that this morning. When we've done wrong, help us to remember that we don't need to run and hide, but that you still love us and that you want to be with us. That is who you are. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray this prayer. Amen. Thank you, guys. I love you so much. Oh, let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved for this is the day that the Lord has made. Thank you, Reverend Peyton C., for sharing with us as far as our moment of impact is concerned. And as we move forward, as far as our worship experience is concerned, of course, God deserves the glory, honor, and praise for allowing for us to be here. I want to just share a few observations with you all as we move forward through our worship experience. We want to thank our food pantry ministry. We served 171 families this past week. And, of course, we want to thank Sister Felicia Knowles and her crew for all the hard and diligent work that they do to make sure that the less fortunate have something to eat. also want to thank all of those who joined us on our church call on this past Tuesday as well as on our prayer call on Wednesday night. We encourage you, particularly with our prayer call, to get on at about 8 o'clock, fellowship with your fellow disciples, and then at about 8.15, I come on with a devotional and prayer. This month, we will have Kaya, and our January topic this month will be God, Do You Hear Me?, a discussion towards a powerful and impactful prayer life. And so on January the 27th, at 7 o'clock, we are looking forward to you joining us as far as this Kaya moment is concerned. The marriage ministry is also preparing to host a virtual Valentine's Day celebration on Saturday, February the 6th at 6.30 p.m. Registration is now open to sign up for this virtual event. It's free to all couples, 
And we look forward to an evening of fun as we celebrate love. You can find more details on our church website uh, under the tab Love Notes 2021. Of course, we also want to encourage you all to join us in Bible study as far as Thursday noon and 7 o'clock are concerned. You can join us on all our various platforms um, and be blessed as we continue to teach through Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. I just want to let you all know that as we move forward, as far as um, getting ready for prayer, that we have a lot of prayer concerns we want to bring before you. We've had, of course, uh, 2021 has started out with us having to deal with a lot of death as far as our church family is concerned. And so we're going to ask um, that you would be mindful of these families who are experiencing loss, who are dealing with grief. The Bible says, blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. The family of disciple Shelby Haynes, the mother of disciple Charlene Barnett, and the son-in-law of brother disciple Cedric Barnett, um, her final arrangements are pending. Uh, the family of Donald Springs, the husband of sister Linda Springs, his final arrangements are pending. Once we find out what those arrangements are, we will let you know. 